Welcome to Great Day Ministries, where we are committed to providing pure gospel, pure faith, and pure truth. This message is called You're Up, where Pastor Ponish charges us to be and do all that God has called us to do in 2020. We hope that you are blessed by this message. All right, so let's just let's hear what God has to say to us in, in believing and hoping that he received our praise, because he's deserving of our praise. He's deserving of our worship. Amen. God has been better to us than we have been to him. And, and um, the missionary uh, Corlene was up speaking. Amen. And she was talking about how people look and sometimes we judge other people based on um, the attitude that we have. You know, um, I, I wonder I, I, when she was saying that I, I was up here thinking, you know, I wonder how God looks at us when he feels all he's done for us and the attitude we project back on him. Think about that. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking more so of when he's asking us to do something, we're slowful. Or he's trying to take us somewhere, we're doubtful. Or he's leading us. We're resentful. Just think about it for a moment. You know, I wonder how he sees our attitude. And sometimes we, we're definitely more concerned about the attitude than we should be, how we, how we reflect towards each other. And we should be. He, he says so. He, that's how others is going to know because we, as, as the missionary said, we reflect God. But we also reflect God about doing the things that he expects for us to do and in the manner that he expects for us to do it. You know, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Okay. You have your Bibles. Grab your Bibles. Turn to the book of Matthew, the 17th chapter. Amen. Take you to two verses today. I'm going to read, amen, uh, verses 1 through 9 of Matthew chapter 17. Then I'm going to ask you to turn over to Isaiah chapter 42. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 4 of Brother Isaiah. Amen. While the pages are still turning. Amen. Uh, don't expect to be up here before you're long. I, <laughs> amen. I'm still filled. Amen. For what God has been saying. But I am tired today. And I was a prophet last week. Amen. And I said I was going home and watch my Steelers lose. I believe I'm going to be a prophet this week to go home and watch those Eagles lose. So, uh, you know, I know I'm going to get no claps. Hallelujah. Okay. Amen. It's okay. It's okay. If, if they win, I won't be upset. I, I do like Philly. I just don't prophetically don't see it. Hallelujah. Okay. Chapter 17. Let us begin. Amen. Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud 
overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, arise and do not be afraid. He said, get up, do not be afraid. When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Now as they came down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them saying, tell the vision to no one till the son of man is risen from the dead. Amen. We're going to come back to that. So just make sure you have a marker there. All right, we can just, let's read Isaiah chapter 42, verses 1 through 4. Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. He will not cry out, nor raise his voice, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. He will not fall. He will not fail nor be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands shall wait for his law. Amen. God had a blessing to the reading of his word. I want to talk to you today with the title of you're up. Amen. You're up. Bow your heads with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you again for your grace and for your mercy, Lord. I ask you to your permission, O oh Father God, to allow me to step back, Lord, as you use this vessel to step forward, O oh Father God, to teach, to preach with authority to your people, O oh Father God, your word, O oh Lord, your instructions and your guidance. Touch each and every mind and every heart that is ready to hear and receive, O oh Father God, to be able to do the work that you've called them to do, Lord. Remove the veil from their eyes that they hear it and receive it, O oh Father God, with your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Lord, bless us right now, Lord, as we go forward, Lord, that you give us that favor, Lord, to open that path, to be able to get to the place that you're calling us to. And God, as you do such a thing, we forever give your name the praise, for the glory only belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. One more praise as you take your seat. Come on. He deserves it. Yes, he deserves it. Hallelujah. However manner you desire. Amen. 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 You may be seated. And listen, um, I, 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 I thank God for uh, my leadership classes, amen, um, that I've been in for 2019. <laughs> you know, um, and it, 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 it's, it's like school, you know, it's, it's the day of graduation when you're there, you're taking pictures, you know, but nobody know all the, the turmoil and tribulations that you went through to pass these tests and have to stay up late to read and all this stuff. But graduation day is all, is all nice, it's all fun. You know, you're taking pictures and well, until you get to that next step that you're, that you're going to. So I do thank God for the 2019 uh, man, leadership classes that uh, I've been in. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what 2020 is bringing because I know God never fails. Amen. Um, you know, we can make those promises, you know, and et cetera, of, of, of what we're doing. So what I want to talk to you today um, is about you in particular. Amen. Um, recognizing and understanding where you are. Knowing that this is the year of the unexpected, but there is something expected from you. Let me say that one more time. We know that this is the year of the unexpected. But something is expected 
from you. So God is expecting something um, from you. And what is he expecting from you is for you to take the baton. Okay? So let, let me um, clarify that a, a little bit. Um, so I explained during the series that, uh, well, you know, um, we are reluctant based on fear, based on ignorance of moving. We get stuck in a spot, we get comfortable. All of us, children thinks that they're too young, the elderly thinks that they're too old, the lack of education think that they're not smart enough, the highly educated think that they deserve better. Everybody is in a, a particular point or spot that makes them stay where they are, and that's not what God is expecting. He's expecting something from you. Now, what does that result in? We really don't know. But we're expecting that what we're doing is going to produce something. We just don't know what it is. That's what that, that term of this year theme is, the year of the unexpected. We don't know what's going to happen. You know, we don't know what's going to come our way, but we are expecting something. We just don't know what to expect, the year of the unexpected. Amen. But you're not going to get anything if you don't plan anything. You, know, um, you plan it, you reap, you utilize. And, and, and the, the readings that, that I just did, we talked about Moses. And everybody, most of you in here heard of Moses maybe some more than others, um, which you probably haven't heard, some of you or most of you, that Moses was a prophet. Now, how did we know Moses was a prophet? Well, number one, he, he wrote the first five books of the law. That's number one. Number two, he heard directly from God. A prophet is nothing but someone who hears directly from God. That's it. Now, Moses is not known as a prophet. He's known as a deliverer. He's known as the lawgiver. That's what he's known for. But Moses actually is a prophet. Also in the reading, we also saw Elijah. Now, if you did a good study of Elijah, you probably will understand that Elijah is probably the most profound prophet in the Bible. He's the most recognized prophet in the Bible. Believe it or not, even though Elijah power was twice as good as Elijah, people have heard more of it about Elijah than they have of Elisha. And he actually, actually did more. So the most profound, the most popular prophet was Elijah. That's one thing that Elijah and Moses had in common. Neither one of, neither one of them wanted to do what God has asked them to do. Some like us. We don't want to do what God has to do. In, in fact, I mean, just think about it for a moment. And most of you in here know Elvis Jackson's son, little Bobby. Try to pull him off those drums. Boy, he have a fit. Now, what if his dad told him, okay, you're not allowed to play drums no more. You have to sing. Or you have to preach. I want you to get a, I want you to kind of get a, a visual understanding. I mean, because he's a child. And the reason why I'm picking on a child is because that's how you look to God. Okay. 
when you have your own agenda and you want to do what you want to do and God is calling you away from it, this is how we pout. Because we want to do what we love and not what he has called us to. See, what we love is what we're comfortable with. What we love is what we're gifted with. But what we love may not be our final destination. Now, I don't want to deal with that to, to a particular point because everyone in here has a different destination. When you leave here, everybody's not going to the same place. It's the same when we're dealing with spirituality. You got to understand, this is, this is the year of 2020. And you had, have to make up in your mind what you're going to do. Are you going to pout and stick with what you want to do? Or are you going to relinquish your hands and do what your father is telling you to do? Just, just think for a moment. I mean, again, we don't know what to expect. Remember? But we are expecting something. One thing, we know God is expecting for us to do something. Moses did not want to go. He had all type of excuses. He's literally talking to God. You know, one of, one of the most profound things of the whole conversation with, with Moses and God um, was when Moses said, well, it was actually two. One, he said, well, I'm slow of speech. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't articulate very well. And God said, don't worry, just go open your mouth, I talk. You know, you know. Um, well, you know, well, you know, who am I? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm nobody. Why would they listen to me? First thing in the back of his head is, well, I really wasn't a part of Israel, you know, because I, I grew up in the Egyptian home. They thought I was Egyptian. I even thought I was Egyptian until that was revealed. But now the Egyptians know that I'm not actually Egyptian. So, I mean, when I go... Who am I really going to go to? To the people who, you know, who I, I, I ruled over at one time and looked down to at one time? Or do I go to the people who realize that I'm not who uh, yeah, I really was? And, I mean, can you send somebody else? So he's making all these excuses about himself. He knows himself, but God knows him better than he knows him. In other words, the fact that before you were born, God knew exactly what he wanted you to do. And he had... But you, you, you may not get this. I mean, you know, unless we can come to Bible study and we sit down. Do you realize the fact that God, well, this is really going to blow your mind. Handpick your parents. Just so you, now you may have, oh, I got an issue with my mom. So what? But she had exactly what you needed to put the ingredients together to bring forth you. My dad, exactly what you needed. Well, I don't get along. It doesn't matter. God needed you to fulfill a particular point, a particular job. The thing about it is you just don't want to get fired before you get hired. What are you talking about? Well, you don't show up to work. He's going to fire you. 2020, he's expecting for you to show up to work. Moses has all these excuses. The second thing was, you know, Moses was like, well, when I go to Israel, because think about it, it's been 400 years 
and they have only gods that they know is the Egyptians' God. I mean, how many generations is that? About six generations within 400 years that have passed? I mean, or more, at least six, right? They don't know the, the God of Abraham, the gods of Isaac, the God of Jacob. They only know the Egyptians' God. So, so Moses is like, well, what am I supposed to tell them? Like, who? What is your name? Look, look, look. This wasn't a problem with God, but it was a problem for Moses, for God. Let me explain that. It wasn't a problem for God, but it was a problem for Moses, for God, because God was thinking, this is Dexter, what am I, I going to say? You know, well, what, what is your name? God must be thinking, well, he can't even handle the pronunciation of my real name. I can't tell him that. See, if Moses look on me, it'll kill him. If he knows my name, it'll kill him. Because the pronunciation of my name is beyond his comprehension. He haven't heard anything that sounds like it. There's no language for my name. And God is thinking, well... So God was a little trouble saying, well, I am who I am. Because I don't know how to, Moses, I can't tell you who I am. I mean, we all think his name is Yahweh. That's not his name. That's the name he gave you. Somebody, actually somebody labeled that. Elohim, Eli. I mean, those are languages that was presented to him. But no one knew his name. We still don't. In fact, <laughs> check this out. You don't even know your name. Read the scriptures. Remember when they was going out and they was, they was casting out demons? And they came back rejoicing and say, you know, Master, you know, even the demons are subject to us through thy name. Remember? He said, don't read. Don't get all happy about the fact that you can speak in my name, you can cast out demons. He said, but get happy because your name is written in heaven. That's what he told him. And folks, Dexter is not written in a book in heaven. There's a name that really defines you. Before Dexter, the name Dexter was even spoken. He knew what he needed before you was even conceived. That's your name. Your purpose is your name. Do you know in, in um, do you know what name in Hebrew is? You know what that means in English? Being. B-E-I-N-G. So when they say your name, they're saying you're being. Meaning, your name is not who you are. Your name is what you are. So when God, when he's asking God, what he was saying was, who is your being? And God was like, what? I can't, I can't even explain that to you. Who am I? So God was like, I am who I am. In other words, check this out. When he say, we say, you know, God is all merciful. He's not really all merciful. He is mercy. We can, you know, God is 
God is the God of peace. He's not the God of peace. He is peace. No, God is the God of love. He's not the God of love. He is love. Do you, 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 so it was, it was profound for God sitting there just, just tell them I am who I am. Meaning, whatever you need me to be, I am. So you got to, what do you need God to be? Whatever you need him to be, I am. And guess what? If you are made in his image and his likeness, when in his, whatever he speaks, he creates. You think about this. And what happened was when you were created, whatever he needed you to be, you are. Now you have to live up to it. See, you see, what happened to us when we failed? We suffered an identity crisis. We became what someone told us. I mean, think about slavery also. What's the first thing they did when you got here? Change your name. Why? Because the name not only changed, it, it reflects who you are, and it also reflects your character. It assimilated you from one kingdom into another. Well, folks, pay attention to this. Watch this real fast. Why do you think when Jacob was wrestling with the angel, Jacob said, bless me. The angel was like, let me go. Day is breaking. A whole new day. Y'all got to catch that, man. A whole new. You in 2020. It's a whole new day. The angel of the Lord is saying, let me go. What was his name? Slickster. Trickster. Slanderer. All of them falls under the name of Jacob. Jacob was holding him, and he's like, the day is about to break. Let me go. Jacob said, no. He struck Jacob. He hit him till he felt pain. Remember the series? Friction. Sometimes we won't accept who we are until we are placing a point that we don't like who we are anymore. <laughs> I'm not letting you until you bless me. We said, what is your name? He said, Jacob. He said, your name should no longer be Jacob. I mean, you were thinking, that, I mean, check, check Jacob out. After he said, your name will no longer be called Jacob, but it shall be called Israel, which means prince or prince of my people. That's what he said, right? But Jacob, Jacob hears this, but Jacob doesn't understand that the man just actually blessed him. So Jacob says, well, what's your name? He's thinking it's a greeting. <laughs> He's thinking we're getting close now. Let me go. Like, we're fighting. So the guy, let me go. The demon's brother, no, you let me. I'm not letting you go until you bless me. Okay, well, what's your name? My name is Jacob. Okay, well, your name is not going to be Jacob. It's going to be Israel. Okay, but what's your name? No, dude, this is not, <laughs> you, know, you know, we're not getting acquainted. He said, what my name got to do with you? you? You see that? He tells Jacob what my name has to do with you. In other words, it's not about who I am. It's about who you were and who you are. Folks, 2020 is who you were. 
but it's about who you are. It's about what you are. The prophet Moses, he went on to did it. Let's, let's deal with uh, Brother Elijah. Brother Elijah, he, he can't take this no more. He, you know, you know he, he started running. He even went to a place that he wasn't supposed to go. He did the very same thing as Jonah. Jonah went into the, into the water and ended up inside of a, 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 a fish, whatever you want to call it, if you want to call it a well. Elijah ran into the mountains and ended up inside of a cave when he was supposed to be in the valley taking care of the business of God. These are great men of God. And look how they behave. Folks, what I'm saying to you is don't worry about the fact that you and me have underperformed for God. I don't want to be a minister. Oh, just hold on to that. Just hold on to that. I don't want to be a minister. That's just what I mean. I, I work in the church. Okay, just hold on to that. Hold on. <laughs> so, so we get to the we get to the mountain of transfiguration. Hear that? We get to the mountain of transfiguration. Now he takes three he take three brothers with him. He takes Peter, same Peter, Peter with the Peter syndrome. With his issues, he take James, right, and James' brother John, okay, the ones who wants to sit by the throne, the one who, you know, they have ambition, at least they, they mother did, right? So he just take those three. He didn't take everyone else. He goes up to the mountain. Now, you read the scripture. He didn't say anything. He just bring, okay, you, 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 come with me. He goes. He gets to the top of the mountain, and all of a sudden, he changes. His face changes to a bright light. His clothes change to white. Closing. And all of a sudden, two other people appear right next to him. And according to scripture, he's having a conversation with them. Moses and Elijah. Moses with all his issues. Elijah with all his issues. Peter up there with all his issues. James up there with all his issues and John up there with all his issues. We all up there with all our issues. They having a conversation. It blows their mind. Now, folks, I've got to tell you, man, I, I, I tell you, upon graduation, my mind has just been blown. It just has been blown. God has been showing more revelation and illumination of his word. And I'm like, oh, my God, you are awesome. And I'm thinking that I got, I've been studying the word, I'm studying the word, and all of a sudden he's like, you, you think you. You know, it's amazing. That's why you don't read the Bible no more, because you think you know it. Until you read it again. And he show you something that you didn't know. You read that same thing, but all of a sudden you get a new revelation. Or you get a new illumination. He's taking you to a higher level. Man, he didn't even know what due season was. I'm telling you, great day ministries. And if you're not great day ministries, just because you are in here, God is saying, it's your season. What, the, you know, what exactly does he mean? Well, I'm going to tell you in a second. But it's your season. They're sitting there and all of a sudden they say, oh, I got a great idea. <laughs> Let me paraphrase. I got a great idea. Let me build a temple for all three of y'all. Now, folks, we call this the house of God, i.e., 
the tabernacle of the Lord, i.e., the church or the temple, right? That's what we call it. That's what we call it, you know, the temple. You know, the ignorance call it the church because it's not the church. It's, it's a temple. It's a building. The church is the people that's inside the temple. You know, you know. You remember y'all did that little thing. Your mom will show y'all like that, right? So this, this is right. So he, so he said, let us build a temple. In other words, he said, let us build a house for all three of y'all, folks. I didn't see this either, Deke. But you know what he was actually saying? We can have three different religions. One for Moses, one's for Elijah, and one for you. Three different kingdoms. Everybody will be happy. Moses was having a conversation with Jesus. The only thing I didn't know when I was sitting there reading, I'm like, how wonder did Moses and Elijah hurt? My spiritual mind would say they did reason why I said it didn't because all the issues that they had, they'd probably be glad to the fact that they actually transfigured. All of a sudden, watch this. All of a sudden, a bright light and a, a voice like thunder spoke. Scared them so bad they dropped to their knees. Dropped to their knees. They had to close their eyes and put their face to the ground because they couldn't see. And when they faced to the ground and they on their knees, they heard the voice say, this is my son, whom I am well pleased. Just hear him. Now, see, and all of a sudden, God knew what they were thinking. Look at it. He knew what they were thinking. You don't know. No. You don't need, folks. You hear these people, and I hear it all the time from, pre from good preachers. You don't need, all you need is the New Testament. That's what you got. All you need is the New Testament. Jesus did not come to eradicate the Old Testament. He did not come to eradicate the law. He told you. He said, I have come to fulfill it. What's fulfilling, folks? What, what is that? That means what it said, I'm the conclusion. What it started off, I finishes it. Okay? Think about it. Think about it. If that is the case, this is what God gave me. <laughs> to do things right because Jesus was born after. Think about it. When, when, when John the Baptist was out preaching, just think. What was Jesus doing? Walking around? Every now and then, you know. He knew about his cousin, John the Baptist, down in the wilderness, eating honey. 90, 100 degrees outside, still wearing fur coats. He knew all about him. He just didn't go down by that water. But when it was his time, he went down there. He got baptized. He still didn't say nothing. So he went by, he looked at Deacon Harper, come on. He looked at Bobby, come on. Didn't say nothing, just come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, we're going to just pretend he's 12, just come. He just say, these, these, these are my 12. He just says, just, just come, right? He just went on. Didn't say nothing to nobody. John the Baptist still out there teaching and John the Baptist preaching. Now, I want to do something that's going to be kind of fun with them real fast. Okay? Y'all go right there. Now, y'all, y'all, y'all. Okay, 
I know some of y'all played this, but just, just, just bear with me for a moment. Okay, go back a little bit further. You're cheating already. That's good. That's good. Okay, y'all ready? Okay. One, two, three, relay. One, two, three, relay. One, two, three. One, two. I caught you. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, y'all go, go, go back and sit down. I just, I want to have a little fun. Let me, let me tell you. He called him. Just like he called you. No different. Watch this. He's the son of God, but he held his peace until John got arrested. Now, can you imagine what, number one, not just the fact that John got arrested, but his cousin didn't even come visit him in prison? As soon as he got word that John was arrested, Jesus knew John was not coming out. Why? He wasn't supposed to. Because if John and Jesus was both out preaching, you're going to have a divided kingdom. That's why Jesus didn't preach while John was preaching, because you're going to have a divided kingdom. In fact, when John got arrested, the Bible says that John had his disciples come. I'm going to explain to you the red light, green light in one second. He, he had his disciples come and told his disciples, go to uh, my cousin, paraphrase. Ask him, is he really the one that's supposed to be coming or should we be looking for another? He went to Jesus, his disciples, and say, hey, John, my master, sent me to ask you, are you the one or should we be looking for someone else? Know what Jesus said? Follow me. Right? Jesus went, did this, sat on the mountain and talked, had, had his disciples with him, taught things, went over to the, the water, stood on the boat, if you didn't pay attention, he taught things. All of a sudden, he did miracles. After he did a few miracles, after he did a few teachings, he all of a sudden looked from his disciples to John's disciples. He said, okay, now go tell John everything you heard and everything you seen. That's it. Because once Jesus knew, once John hear what he said and what he's done, John won't have no doubt. John has to understand you have to accept your calling. And your calling ends in that prison. It may not be pretty the way you liked it. Don't you know that mo that 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 Dr. King calling ended on that booth of that hotel? Nobody wants that. It's a shame. But if he didn't die, we wouldn't have rights that we have rights now. His death produced the rights. The death of Christ. Produce the Holy Spirit. Just, just, just the Spirit. So they're, they're, they're on this mountain, right? What God led to me, this is what God gave me. God said, what they actually had was a meeting. Moses, Elijah, and Christ had a meeting. And God was telling Moses, You can give me the baton now. I'll take the law from here. Elijah, most powerful prophet, you can give me the baton. I'll take the authority from here. Watch this. Watch this. When Jesus got on that cross and he stretched out his hand and said, it is finished. You know what he did? 
He fulfilled the greatest prophet that we ever known in Elijah. And he fulfilled the greatest prophet deliverer that we have known in Moses. And do you know what he did with it? He removed the veil and shared it with you. You have the power of Elijah. You have the authority of Moses. The problem is, you don't know your name. So you don't know who you are, so you can't talk about what you are. And as long as you don't know what you are, you'll never do what you are expected to do. Folks, think about it. Think about it. You know, I've been all my life, you know, I went to school, all these educators, got all these student loans. I'm a therapist. And God said, it's going to take me three years to get that crap out of you. And I can't let you be a pastor. Now, I've been a pastor. Yeah, but you was a manager. You really wasn't a pastor. I pastored the church. You just managed it. But now I need you to do it. But first, you need to know who you are. Because other than that, you're never going to do it. Because you're going to have your hands into everything. But I need you to do what I need you to do. Just like he called Moses. Just like he called Elijah. Just like if Bobby tells JJ, you got to get off those drums. God is telling you right now, what is it that you have talked yourself out of? That he's calling you to. That you are worried so much about with your husband or the lack of a husband, your wife, or the lack of a wife. is making you, they didn't have to say anything because of those situations, you said it to yourself. I'm not ready. Or I'm not willing. You have allowed your, so much of your past to get to a point that you have hindered your own future. And you have caused your own crisis dealing with your own identity. You have labeled yourself based on how somebody else saw you and never got a chance to know yourself. Remember the higher learning series. You have to find yourself. You have to face yourself. See, what, what we didn't dis discuss in that, because it took forever, is once you come face to face with who you are, what, that, what happens is, of course, you begin to question. And when you begin to question it, just like Paul Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me? See, when Paul saw what he really was, he didn't like it. Jacob didn't like when he saw what he really was. So what happens? Well, you get a new name. Not really a new name. You kind of get your old one. You, you, get you get a recollection of who you are so that you can do what he is expected for you to do. The problem is, once somebody tell you that you're not married to him. You're married to him. <laughs> oh, your name is not this. Your name is that. You know how hard that is to accept? When all your life, this is the person have, that you've known? It's like waking up in the matrix and finding a whole new reality. And that's what 2020 is. 2020 is a whole new reality. But what God is saying, you're up. Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, although we had a crappy year per se, think about it. We had a fourth-string quarterback who was actually working at 
I don't know, I always used Walmart. He's working somewhere else, and they pulled him off, put him on a, wasn't even drafted, had a job, called him up. He was a walk-on. They cut him. He went back to his job. They called him back after a while and said, we can put you on the practice squad. He was happy. Practice squad makes, what, minimum 100 and some thousand dollars a year, so he was happy. You go through the first-string quarterback, go through the second-string quarterback, go through the third-string quarterback, all of a sudden we need another quarterback. So we called this guy off for of the practice squad. Four-string quarterback, he started. You go through the first-string wide receiver, second-string wide receiver, wide receiver, I mean, um, um, yeah, wide receiver, and we had to get the third-string wide receiver. We did the fourth, first-string uh, running back, second-string running back. We called it third. So what, what, what am I trying to say? Mike Tomlin always say, it doesn't matter. It's about the next man up. That's what he always says. And, and no matter how bad it might look for us, but I want you all to get this, the fact that with fourth-string practice squad, People, he managed a record of eight and eight, which is considered a winning season, right? Watch this. Well, God is saying it doesn't matter what you were before or where you were before working at Walmart. I'm telling you, I'm handing you the baton. That's really what happened. It's your time. See, so you thought your season, and I know, you know, you thought your season meant that job. No. You thought that season, you know, I'm going to hit the lottery. No. Your season is, it's your time. You're up. Moses passed the baton to Jesus. Jesus passed the baton to you. Elijah passed the baton to Jesus. Jesus passed the baton to you. You're up. Now, what are you going to do with that baton? Now you know why we put those situations on that. What, 24 hours? Two hours and 40 minutes? We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to start giving to ourselves. God expects of us because you got to understand something. You know why there's nothing that Elijah has asked God that God did not do? Because if he did not do what Elijah asked, he'll look just like that God when those prophets was asking him. Foolish. Do y'all understand that? So whatever Elijah asked, God did because it made Elijah's God look like God. God has given you that same authority. Look what he say. Whatever you ask, he introduced you and invited all of you into the kingdom. Told you some of you are citizens, some of you are citizens as friends, some of you are citizens with friendship as well as relatives. He told you all the power and he's telling you you're in and I'm going to grant you the same authority. And he's changing your name. Usually when you get adopted, they request that your name be changed. If you was adopted into this new family, a royal family, a royal priesthood, you got a new name. If you come from another country, I have a very close friend who's, who's Chinese. His name is Lee. And... His wife's name is Helen. When I went down and talked to Lee and Helen before they closed up, and we was talking, and, he, and she was giving me all these things, and a friend of mine went to China, and she brought me this thing with my name on it, and she brought these other words that was written in Chinese. So I took it in one day and said, hey, can you tell me what, can you interpret this for me? So they wrote down, you know, what it was. And they said, um, it was basically talking about the kind of 
character you are. So he was writing all these words down. So he said, this is my wife's name in Chinese. So he wrote it down. And I'm like, that's how you say Helen? <laughs> He's like, oh, no, her name is not Helen. But that's, that's her American version of her name. My name is not Lee. He said, and he, I said, well, what is your name? So I, I can't even pronounce it. He told me the name. He said, you know, every Chinese, when they come to America and become American, they kind of change their name. You'll see, you're, you are a citizen of the kingdom. Your name has been changed. You adopted into the royal family. Your name has been changed. You're no longer who you thought you were. You are who he said you are. And he's expecting in 2020 for you to be what he expected for you to be. Someone asked me in my closing, somebody asked me, what are you expecting from God in 2020? I responded with this, nothing. But I did not respond back with the text. And I said, but I know he's expecting a lot from me. And before December, I have to fulfill it. 2019, 20, I'm always expecting something from God. What is he going to do? Nothing. It's my time now. And that's what he told me. It's your season. In, in the midst of your season, don't be misinterpreted. You find your husband, you find your wife, you have a baby, you find a job, you create a business. That does not necessarily mean that's your calling. It means that it puts you on a path to your destiny. You're starting that path. That's what it means. Keep going. Don't get hype and let Satan make you start thinking that good things is all that you needed to do. And that's it. And get you away from your calling. He loved doing Christians that way, feeding them good stuff and they get stuck there. Don't get stuck. I'm tired today. Why? You won't believe the things that I'm doing. I'm trying to. This is, remember, if you guys remember last year, what is the date? The fifth, the sixth? Last year, I would say, oh, my God. If y'all remember, I know my, my wife got it. I said, oh, my God, it's only five days. I, my, my year has been horrible. Do y'all remember that? You know, I said, it's been five, six days. I said, it's, it's, it's been horrible. You know why? Because I was expecting something from God and I did nothing. Two weeks later, oh, my God, it's two weeks. I mean, it's, we just got to 2019. Then a month. Well, I'm hoping February will be better. February got here. No. And I went all the way to December. This year is only five days, and I cannot believe all the stuff that I've done in five days. Why? My time. It's my season. And I, I have a short period of time. I have a long way to go. In a short time to get there, 12 months, so do you. We got a lot of work to do. That little post I posted on group, y'all thought that was cute, right? No, that was serious. You got a lot of work to do. Not just for great, for you. That's going to benefit you and your ministry, which will eventually benefit you and your family. Watch. And then it's going to benefit you and Great Day Ministries. You're all interconnected. As soon as you hit one domino, the other one falls. If you never touch the one, it's going to mess up everything. Accept your new name. What, what, what is my new name? Keep walking. Well, what, what's going to happen? Keep walking. Well, what, what's my new name? If you keep walking, you're going to hear him call you. 
You're not going to recognize that. You know, my, I, I'm a suspecting John. Nope, he called you by something else. He's going to call you by your task. If John is a blacksmith, he's going to say, blacksmith, you looking for John. But he's going to say, blacksmith. <laughs> you supposed to produce a CD? You can say, you know, my name is Tatiana. My name is Candace. He's going to say, CD. <laughs> Keep listening. And be obedient to what God called you. In 2020, you're going to blow your mind by December because you're not waiting on God. God is going to do his. When have God failed us? Even when we failed him, even when we messed up, when has he failed us? Never. We keep failing him. So stop worrying about what he's going to do. This year, focus on what he expects for you to do. He's going to do his. You just don't know how he's going to do it. You don't even know what he's going to do. Just leave it alone. Trust that he'll do it. More your concern is, what am I going to do? And how am I going to do it? Do it well. Do it with excellence. Do it with perseverance. Do it with holiness. Do it with power. And you're going to just whatever you do. What does she say in her with the attitude and the mind? Whatever you do, because remember, whatever you do, God is going to bless you with doing it. Favor, right? But here it is. Remember what she read in, in, in inspirational message? Whatever you do, don't think too highly of yourself. It ain't just you. Somebody is working with you. Oh, I can't believe I accomplished this. It ain't you. I'm writing a book. And I was like, well, I've been thinking about writing this book for a long time. I, I tell you the truth, God's my witness. He said, I want your book done by February. And I'm like, how am I going to do it? He said, I want it done by February. Listen, <laughs> I, be, <laughs> I was sleeping like I got up like 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm sleeping, and I'm, I'll, I'll start dreaming of chapters. He's like, get up. Write it down before you lose it. I'm going to give you all the material you need. I just need you to do the work. Do you understand? That's just that. Whatever you need, he's going to provide it. Just do the work. You're going to surprise yourself. Someone asked me, Pastor, I really want to be able to hear God. They, they came here. I'm trying to hear God. The scriptures say, how can they hear without a preacher? Right? So this is what I'm saying. You praying? You looking for that guidance? Come here. If the door is bothering you, if the child is bothering you, we got some empty seats up front. You should every day, if you're serious, I told you, we are on a 365-day fast for work. I told you that. I know the other fast three days is over. I know we got a few more days. We got a, what, six weeks for the money thing, right? But after that, you got still got the rest of the year for work. That's a fast. And if you're looking for guidance, front row. If you can't hear him, hear the preacher. I don't care who's speaking. I didn't know what she was going to speak. Everything is going to be coins line. I didn't know what she was going to be. She actually used the same verse she used this morning. You, don't you see that? God doesn't need. To always whisper in your ear, your ear is being trained. He that has an ear, let them hear. But hear, receive it. Be obedient. Do it. And watch God take you places that you probably thought that you would never, ever go. He said, I got things for you. Stop thinking you're too small for that. You're not. 
How am I going to do it? Don't you worry about it. Why would it be me? Why not you? Remember the past, the negative, now it's the positive. It's your season. Take this baton and run with it. You're up. That means I'm expecting for you. You fill in the blanks. I'm expecting from you. Show up on time. I'm serious. It's just a small thing that's going to be built upon. The whole body is built off of atoms. Atoms are so small you can't even use it simply on a microphone. But the whole, this thing is built, even the universe still have atoms. So small. Start with those small things. Watch what God do. Watch what you do through God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Start with those small things. Don't let no one keep you. Press your way. You're feeling tired. You're feeling sick. Get up and go anyway. Think about it, folks. Just the little things I'm just trying to help you with. Seriously, you give 40 hours to a people who will let you go if you hurt their profit. But can't give two hours to God who's faithful until your death. You think about it. 40 hours. Can't give him two. And we're faithful on time. Show up late. Can't give him two. You start doing those little things. Watch what he do to the, for you. He's already changed your name. You won't be in this room right now, whether you're a member of this church or not. You're not in this room unless your name has been changed. The question is, what is it? Just keep listening. Keep listening. Listen to the preacher. Folks, listen to this. Listen to the music as long as it's gospel. God speaks to you in all kinds. Watch a Christian movie. He even, the problem, I mean, will he speak to you through secular movies? Yeah, the problem is you're so secular you might not hear it. That's why I'm not saying that. But he does. Once you get spiritual, you hear God through secular. I remember, and some of y'all remember way back when The Matrix first came, I said, movies about Christ. People were like, ah, ah, now everybody's all on end. I'm like, dude, I said it the moment I watched. Because once you're connected spiritually, you'll see everything, even in the secular. You can listen to a song and you can hear a demon talking. You seriously, you'll know if you know, it's, it's, it's a demon preaching if you're, if you're spiritual enough. You, you'll know. So if you're spiritual enough, you can hear anything. Whether it's a secular call, you can, you can also hear God talking. But you will hear him. You will always hear him and then be obedient. And once that ear get trained, you don't need that stuff. He'll tell you right away. Tell you in your sleep, tell you in this, tell you in that. Man, I'm expecting some great things from you. In the business that you say you weren't going to start, start it anyway. What did he say? He will give you favor. You're up. You don't even think I can really do it. Just start it. He just said, I can't make you do it. But once you do it, watch I help you. It's your turn. It's your turn. Reason why I did my clothes. Reason why I did the one, two, three red light. Because you know what this is about? This is about everybody trying to get to the top when nobody's watching. Then they get caught doing what they're not supposed to be doing, and then they get sent back. How many of you have been 10 years trying to get to a particular place? You're cheating. I'm not cheating. I'm not doing nothing against the law. I'm not talking about man's law. I'm talking about God's law. You're cheating. Some of you are not married because you're cheating. 
if you do it his way. See, when you're out in the world, of course you can. When you're in God's world, you got to do it kingdom way. You're in the kingdom. Follow the kingdom rules. You can't be in the kingdom and say, well, you know, in, in, in Germany, on the Autobahn, speed limit is 100. State trooper pull you over on 295. Well, I'm from Germany. You know, it's 100, so you got to let me go. Seriously? You in America. It says 65. Yeah, but I'm from Germany. We don't care where you're from. It's where you're at. You're a kingdom now. You can't do America. You can't do the world rules. You got to do kingdom rules. He wants to bless you, but follow the rules. Believe in him. Do your part. He'll do his. That's what you have to do. That's the message. First Sunday, January. Work. Change the way you think. Press your way. Kids is getting on your nerves. Don't come with a suit. Bring them in their pajamas. You think I'm joking. You, you're sending a message to God. I'm serious. You're doing this. You, you're crying. You're frustrated. This one not working. This one not working. Your business seems like it's falling apart. Fine. I do it myself. I don't know how I'm going to be able to do it. And all of a sudden, you did it yourself. Well, somebody knocks on the door and they, well, I volunteer. Satan is, he, he has you stuck. And you trying to get to the, to the league position, you trying to get to another level by cheating. And you always keep getting caught. And then you got to start all over again. And all of a sudden, he can't stop you. All Satan does is waste your time. Because he knows he can't stop you. But he's wasting your time. Stop letting Satan waste your time. It's time. You're the one that's up. You have to expect to do what you're expected to do. No longer. You tell that devil. No longer. Even with praise. Even with questions. Ask the dumbest question. Perform the craziest looking praise. Show God that I'm serious about taking this next position. I'm up. I want to be up. Show him. Don't talk about it. Show him this time. Be diligent with the work that you do. Do it right. Follow the rules. I don't know the rules. He'll tell you the rules. The Bible is filled with the rules. It is the manual. Read the manual. You know the rules. Simple as that. And let God bless us to places that we never, ever, ever thought that we would go to. I believe he's going to do it. I believe 2020... I believe 2020 is an enlightening year. I'm not going to sit here and promise riches and wealth for me or for nobody else. But I'll tell you right now, it's been five days. And last year, five days, I complained about all the headache and hell I was dealing with. In five days here, I feel like I got another degree. I've learned so much. And it's only five days. I love 2020 already. Didn't say that last year. Still got my issues, still got my problems. Thing about it is I'm not focusing on them because I'm so busy focusing on this that I could never have believed. And I'm crazy enough to believe him. All right, stand on your feet. Let's give God some praise. Come on. You got to praise him. Hallelujah. You got to praise him. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah.